changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark, and it's Friend Friday on the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. And today, I'm going to introduce you to one of our story writers, Amy Chesler, who has had quite an interesting life and always writes amazing stories for our Chicken Soup for the Soul books. So, Amy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Well, Amy, it was so cool to run into you. I got to tell everybody what happened. So, Oh, yes. Yeah. So I was visiting my friends, Barbara and Frank LaMonaco, in Santa Barbara right before Christmas, except, of course, that was when they had the fires in Santa Barbara. So instead, Barbara and Frank agreed that they would meet us at a resort South of L.A., it was great for them to get away from the smoke. They lived right on the border of the mandatory evacuation zone. So they came down to Terranea, this resort south of L.A., and we're out to dinner one night, and I see Amy Chesler, who I think I had only seen you once in my life prior to that, but I just recognized you. And I said, Amy Chesler? And you looked at me and you said, Amy Newmark? And it was just so amazing (laughs) to run into you, like totally out of context at this resort a few days before Christmas when I'm supposed to be back in Connecticut, right? Yes. And that was a huge resort. I mean, there were thousands of people at this resort. And then... Oh, it was huge. Yeah. And then the next day we ran into each other again out in the parking lot when we were getting ready to leave. Again, out of thousands of people, we were in the exact same spot. So that was really cool. It was really nice to see you. But I guess... In some ways, that's what your life is about, having very good things happen, even though it all started with a very bad thing happening. So let me let me give a little bio on you, and then we're going to talk about the good and the bad. Amy Chesler, who goes by A.B. Chesler in our books, is an award winning blogger. She lives in the L.A. area and she has contributed to six Chicken Soup for the Soul books. She's also written a book called A Man and His Books. And when she's not writing, she is spending time with her family and traveling and creating stained glass and cooking. And she just has a very interesting life and a lot of friends, I believe, who are also Chicken Soup for the Soul writers. Am I correct? Yes. I've, I, you know, along the way, I've met some incredible people and I'm very thankful for the opportunity. Yeah. So... It took us a while to find out the really bad thing that happened in your life. You were writing different stories for us. And then one day a story came in from you that just made us all gasp. So maybe we should start with that. We're going to start with the bad thing that happened in your life before we get to the good things. Absolutely. Well, I wrote a story um, for the Spirit of America, and it was called Injustice for All. And it was about my seeking justice for my mom's murder. Um, Unfortunately, in 2007, my mom was killed. Um, My brother did it. And after a long bout, we all experienced it with domestic violence. Um, It was kind of a long time coming. And it was, as you said, very awful. Um, It changed my life trajectory completely. Uh, But as I've learned to experience life from Chicken Soup for the Soul stories, from my mom, good things can happen, even from very bad things. So I think that's where I took my experiences and turned them into Chicken Soup for the Soul stories. Yeah, so you wrote a great story for our Messages from Heaven book. And this is one of my favorite stories from that book. Why don't you tell us what happened? Oh, gosh, that was probably the first time I really just needed a visit from my mom. Um, It was not long after her death. 
uh, and I was just mired in my depression and and in the loss of my family. And my friends turned to me and said, "Look, you got to get out of the house." And I finally said, "Okay." They took me to Target. We were wandering the aisles. And after some time, I just turned to them and said, I got to go. We went to check out for the few things that they had picked out. And as we're standing in the aisle, I look to my left at the candy rack, and there is a copy of the book, Love You Forever, which is a book that I absolutely loved as a child. My mom would read it to me almost every night. I even buried her with a copy as you know, just an homage to our my childhood. And there was a copy sitting all by itself. And I picked it up and I skimmed through it. I handed it to the checker. And the checker, I said, you know, can I, can I buy this? Where is this from? How, why is it there? And they, they scanned it. It, it beeped oddly and a couple times. And she said, you know what? I'm sorry. This isn't even our book. You can just take it. So that for me was just my first message from heaven. It was my mom telling me everything was going to be okay. And she was still there and she was always going to love me. That is the most incredible story. You can see why it's one of my favorites. That is just amazing. And I love the fact that it has to do with a book as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Very apropos. (laughs) In that Spirit of America book, you did write about how there was this very kind police officer who helped you through five years of the court system. And eventually justice was served and your brother was put away. And Mm -hmm. then you talked about in Step Outside Your Comfort Zone, one of our more recent books, you talked about how your mom, I guess you were missing your mom and you decided to travel far away, right? And you went to Ireland. Yeah, my mom was was, uh, not the most adventurous of women and we didn't travel much together. And I, I was living my daily life, as I was saying, you know, going through the motions and everything just nothing was inspiring me. And I finally just decided, you know, I can't only live for her. I have to find myself as well. And I, yeah, it propelled me to Ireland, to Galway, standing on the cliffs of Moher and just soaking in different experiences. And I found a piece of myself as well. And, you know, I'm not exactly like my mom, but I can always honor her with my actions, even if they're different than what she chose. And that was definitely one of my favorite stories as well for Step Outside of Your Comfort Zone. I love the story that you wrote that had a lot to do with your mother. It was in our Hope and Miracles book, and it was about that night that you were missing your mom. And why don't you tell us what happened then? You know, my mom was not the type of woman who liked to be in front of a camera, so we have no home videos of her. And I remembered she told me a story about her youth. You know, she had just turned 18, and she ended up as an audience member of Let's Make a Deal. And I thought, that would be really fun to find the footage of her on that show. And I went to Google because the internet's a funny thing. And I searched 1970s, let's make a deal shows. And although I didn't find what I was looking for, I did find a link to get tickets to the show. So I entered my information and within maybe an hour, I had received an email saying, Hey, come to the show tomorrow. And I had the day off. I thought, why not seize the day? Um, I showed up, and it was an incredible experience. I loved being on the set, being part of the audience, the energy. And as the day started unfolding, I realized how amazing it would be. I was sitting in the audience, and the music is blaring, and I'm dancing. And all of a sudden, Wayne Brady's hand points to me and tells me to get up on stage out of nowhere. It was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. When I ran on stage, I could not help telling him that 
My mom had been there in the same exact spot 40 years before, which was even more incredible. And the moment the game started, I was just lost in the fun. And all of a sudden, within a minute and a half, a door had opened and I had won a new car without any effort. And I ran on stage, sat in the seat of my new car, and I knew in an instant that my mom was looking down on me from the rafters of backstage. It was just a once-in-a-lifetime experience I had to share in chicken soup. That is so great. You have shared so many wonderful stories with us. So what is it like for you to be publishing in Chicken Soup for the Soul? Do you find that you're telling stories that you've never told publicly before? Absolutely. You know, it lets me a deal of something I might brag about to my friends, but um, otherwise, yes, I, I'm sharing these raw moments. And I, first of all, I've been a fan of Chicken Soup for the Soul my entire life, since the Teenage Soul came out um, when I was a teenager, and it moved me. And now to be contributing to such a wonderful organization with such a positive mission makes me feel... <laughs> Uh, absolutely fabulous to be able to share my my experiences with others and know that it might help somebody in the same way that I've been helped. Are you part of a writer's group? I am. Um, I Because I have young little ones, um, it's hard to have meetings, but I am uh, part of some online writer, writer's groups. Yeah, I've always been fascinated by writer's groups and how they critique each other's writing. How does that work? As a part of the writer's group, you know, often I will write a story and I might say to people, you know, who has some time for me? Can we, can I send you my story and can you give me some feedback? Are there any holes in my, in my story or are there any pieces that make you confused? It's great to get feedback and editing from other writers. I know my writing has strengthened in the process. That's good. I was by accident part of a writer's group a few years ago <laughs> and I felt young in this group. These people were way older than me and they were tending to write young adult stuff and it just didn't <laughs> sound like kids at all. And I would be sitting there squirming as they told each other how great their work was when in fact I thought this is never going to get published. This doesn't sound like something a child would say at all. Maybe it's something a child would have said in the 1940s. You know, so <laughs> I, I've always wondered about the honesty of writers groups because what I experienced was way too much supportive criticism of my fellow writers. In the internet age, because it's almost anonymous to a certain extent, I believe maybe people are being more honest. <laughs> oh, that, that um, helps. And, yeah, and you know what? I also, um, in my writers' groups, I often share submission dates um, for Chicken Soup for the Soul because I know a lot of the people, even though they write fiction, they do love to write nonfiction as well. And um, I love to get those stories and give, you know, pointers and useful hints um, as to how to make story stronger. And then I get those back. So it's really helpful. Well, that is really nice so of you. That's nice of you to get other people published in our books because we're always looking for new talent. And if people want to submit stories to us, just go to our website, chickensoup.com, and then you scroll down to the bottom of the homepage and you'll see this Submit Your Story button you can click on. And then when you click on it, you can see all the book topics we're working on. Right now, we're working on something like 10 different topics. So there's a lot of opportunity right now. Have you submitted anything okay. recently, Amy? I have. I just wrote a story about the miracle of my love with my husband, um, and I'm still waiting to hear back. Ah, Fingers crossed. <laughs> that's because I haven't started reading the stories yet. 
Yeah. yeah. So, okay. so we'll, well see. I'm still crossing my fingers then. <laughs> I don't know if I, but you know what? I, they gave me about a thousand pages of stories to read, but that's probably, you know, narrowed down from 10,000 pages. So I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I always disavow having anything to do with the initial selection. I know. <laughs> I know. It's a pretty incredible story, though. So <laughs> as per usual. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I don't mean incredible in my writing. I mean incredible as in, whoa, that really happened? <laughs> well, I wish you the best with that. Good luck. Thanks. And thank you so much for joining us today. For the, our listeners, you can learn more about Amy Chesler by visiting her blog at thishouseoflove.net. Or you can contact her on Facebook, where she is listed as ABC author numeral one. And I want to thank you for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. Don't forget to tell your friends and family about the podcast and explain to them how to search for the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast on Apple Podcasts or Google Play, because it surprises me how many people still don't even know that there is that purple podcast button on their iPhones or that Google Play button on their phones. Come back Monday for a little help with your spring cleaning. I'll be sharing stories that will definitely motivate you to give away some of your possessions and lighten up your life. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.